Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Danny. I'm your host, and I'm excited to share with you this episode today because it is not the episode I had originally planned to share today, but we had some um, schedule changes, which is fine. So as y'all know, if you have been listening, we've done a couple video, not videos, audio recordings of podcasts for um, kind of this mini series on ketogenic lifestyle diets and different avenues and perspectives of that. And I, I do want to continue to do that, but I had to do some rearrangements. So today's podcast that you will be hearing is actually more on the lines of spiritual fitness and oh my gosh, I'm just so excited. I was able to sit down and interview Billy Weatherall, who is the owner with his wife of a nonprofit gym. And his story is insane. Just the amount of coincidence, coincidences and experiences and just things that like what you have to kind of believe in something, whether it's God or this higher being or the spirit. Like there is just, there's so many moments where, you know, just having faith got him through these scenarios and literally kept him alive at one point and kept him from committing suicide. And y'all, I laughed. We, we laughed together. We cried together during this interview. The emotions are so real. It's, it's insane. And you're going to be so inspired after you hear what he has gone through, what his family has gone through, and how he has just come out on top every time with God's help and has this thriving nonprofit gym, which I had never heard of a nonprofit gym before. So if you're in the local Shreveport, Bossier City area, or if you're passing through, make sure you stop on by this gym. It's called Christ Fit. And um, stop in and say hi to Billy and just, you know, talk to him about your story and get in a workout. But um, listen to this episode and let me know what you think. I would love to hear your thoughts on any any part of this episode and any part of any episodes the best way for me to get feedback on what you got y'all like and what you don't would be to either go to iTunes and leave me a five-star rating and an honest review or to screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram so my Instagram handle is at Danny Phillips d-a-n-y-e-p-h-i-l-l-i-p-s and that is where you can get me feedback on these episodes. You can also, you know, put it on Instagram for this specific post for this episode. And that will be a really awesome way for me to see your thoughts as well. 
Now, before we jump into this episode, I do quickly want to make sure that I touch on my Disney ebook, which will be coming out hopefully July is kind of our tentative time period. I still haven't gotten it to my editor, which I had a call with her today, so I'll be getting that to her tonight. And honestly, I've been a little bit um, scared to get it to her because I haven't done as much editing on my own as I wanted to. So I was kind of in this mindset of, oh my gosh, it's not perfect. It's not good enough. It's not where it needs to be. And you know what? It's just time to take some messy action and get it to her while it's messy so that we can work on it together. Or it's just not going to happen. So that's going to happen tonight. And if you are interested in being a part of the process for like the editing phase and making sure it includes everything you could possibly think of about being healthy at Disney, shoot me an email, danny at the dietdoc.com, and I will make sure that we can include you in some way, shape, or form. So if you're a Disney lover and you just want to be a part of, you know, making sure that people have a healthy lifestyle and a way to keep their health and fitness on point while they're vacationing, then send me a message. But other than that, let's get into the episode. Welcome to today's fitness empowerment podcast with special guest Billy Weatherall, the owner and founder with his wife Julie of ChristFit nonprofit gym in Shreveport, Bossier City, Louisiana. So Billy, thank you so much for taking the time to, well, allow me to be here in your office today, but to be on the show and to kind of discuss your story and how this gym came to be and maybe all the struggles and the achievements that you've, you know, gone through and come through with all that. So thank you. Yeah, well, it's an honor and a privilege. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited, but I want to start with a, a brief overview of what your initial ideas were for this gym, how it came to be. I know this is your second location, and my husband and I have been, I guess, kind of members here in, in a different way from a normal gym for a little, probably about two years now. So we just, we love what you're doing, and I want to be able to share your story. So please give us, uh, give the listeners an overview. Okay, well, um, I work up here at ChristFit Gym. It's completely free. There's no charges. There's no membership fees here. Um, you just walk in, um, pick a class that you want to come to. Well, now we've grown, so now we have an open gym. We have machines and, and stuff like that. So um, we do Bible studies and devotions before every class. So um, that's what we've been doing. I've been doing it now for about seven years, and it's just been a, an awesome ministry. I did not realize it had been seven years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, so I guess bring us back to the beginning. Seven years ago, how did you get started? Where was this idea to have a nonprofit gym? Where did that come from? All right, well, um, I was in the military um, for about 16 years. Um, so great, loved it, and just uh, was in the military. Um, I started doing oil and gas and had an oil and gas company. And uh, man, life was really good. I got saved back in 2006. I met the Lord and um, in 2006, I got off of active duty mm -hmm. and man, it just really went through a really difficult time. I mean, I, I came back home, I was drinking a lot, doing drugs a lot. Um, in the military, I was 11 Bravo, I was an infantryman for the army okay. and um, it lost a lot of friends and man, I, I came back home and just was having a really hard time just um, transitioning from the military to civilian life. And I felt like I, be I became a really big burden on a lot of people and um, I was working for jobs and People are talking down to me, and man, I just had so much pride in the back of my mind. I was thinking, man, you have no idea the things that I've done for this country and, and, the, and the wars that I fought in. And I mean, you know, I was hunting, like actually I was on a team hunting for Bin Laden. I mean, we just did great things in the military. And um, I came back, and it was just man, just different. I, I just, you know, I felt isolated. I felt alone. I felt like nobody understood. And 
Um, one night I heard my mom and my, my sister, I, I bought my sister, me and my sister went in, we bought a house and we lived on the north side right down the road here. And I heard my sister talking to my mom, my mom on the phone one night. She's just like, I'm so concerned about Billy. Look at me. He's just, he drinks all the time. And I just felt like I was just a burden. So uh, I made up my mind I was going to kill myself that night. So oh, wow. um, I, held, I held a pistol to my head and I used my Bible as a beer coaster. So I was drinking, I put a Bible on a beer coaster and I is... As I'm picking up the gun, I'm putting it in my head, I reach for the beer to take one more sip, and I look down at that Bible that I was using as a coaster. And for the first time in my life, I just said, you know what, Lord, I don't know you. I've heard about you. I was like, but look, I said, this is, this is it. I said, this is my absolute last plea on life. I said, if you're real, I said, if you are really who you say you are and what I hear you're about, I said, if you just save me, I said, if you just give me something worth living for, I said, I'll, I'll give you my life. I'll give you my life. And I, I put the pistol down, I put the beer down, then I just fell asleep. And the next morning, a, a guy called me, he said, Billy, um, I've been praying for you. I've been thinking about you. Uh, I want to invite you to this Promise Keeper seminar. And invite me to Promise Keeper seminar. I gave my, my heart over to the Lord that night. And, you know, I've never looked back. And, and I made a deal with the Lord. And I just said, I, you're going to have all of me. You're going to have all of me. And I remember when the Lord actually saved me, you know what I'm saying? Like, he answered my call. I was like, man, my life's going to suck now. You know, I can't go out. I can't drink. I can't go around and sleep anymore. I was just like, man, my life's going to suck. And I just said, God, please let there be adventure in my life. You know, because I was fighting overseas and man, I'm just, I'm wild. I like to have fun and I'm crazy. I just, I mean, that's the, the type of life I enjoy. Danny, I had no clue. Man, just how much, how much I would enjoy serving the Lord. Like, and just, I, I, I pray all the time. It's just like, Lord, I haven't given you anything. Like you've given me everything. You've given me a wife I don't deserve. You give me a daughter. You give me a job that like that I love that I get to enjoy. It's just like I don't feel like I've really done anything for him, you know. And um, so um, I got saved and I, I married my wife and started making money. I went to college. I got a college degree and man, just life was just off the hook. I mean, I was going on mission trips. I was serving the Lord. I was making a lot of money. I was doing it. I was tithing my money. I was giving to missions. Just life could not be better. And, and I was really doing it. Like, I mean, I didn't do drugs anymore. I was being faithful. And um, man, I just, I was sold out. I lost all my friends. Everybody's like, oh, Billy just thinks he's holier than now. And I remember after I gave my heart to the Lord, I, I moved in an apartment that's close to a bar. I'd signed a lease beforehand. Mm -hmm. And I remember everybody calling me at the bar saying, Billy, you got to come to the bar. You know, Brittany's here. Uh, Sandy's here. You got to come up here. You got to come up here and, and party with us. And I remember opening my Bible and just praying, just like, Lord, just I'm, I'm not going to go back to that anymore. Like I'm, I, I told you, I want to keep my word. I don't want to go back to that lifestyle. And I didn't have any clue what was in the Bible, but I just remember reading <laughs> it. My teardrops hitting the Bible and stuff like that. So I get married and um, I've always enjoyed working out. And I had a gym. When I moved to my sister's house in Northside, um, I had a little bit of money saved up. And we had a little back shack, a little, little house in the back. I said, Jody, I'm going to do two things with this money. Either we can build a bar or we can build a, a gym. And she said, Bill, I think we should probably build a gym. She's like, let's stay in shape. She's like, I don't think a bar will, will help us out any. So I built a, a gym. This is before I got saved. And I remember I would invite people to come over and work out. And it was just, I mean, you could bring a 12-pack. I remember working out and bench, bench pressing with a cigarette in my mouth. It was oh just wild. God. It was just like a, it was just crazy. Well, after I got saved, I remember telling the guys, I was like, look, guys, let's let's do Bible studies before workout. I was like, what do you guys think about that? They're like, do you even know what you're talking about? I was like, no, I don't. I was like, but, but we started doing oh, these Bible great. studies. And then it just kind of progressed. I, I moved. And me and my wife got married. And we moved into a neighborhood. 
And um, we moved into this neighborhood, and I would work out at 5.30 every day. I just told you, I was like, look, we're going to work out at 5.30. Well, five guys turns into 10 guys. Turn guys turns into 15. And then before you know, there's like 20 or 30 people come to my house at 5.30 in a small neighborhood. Oh, my goodness. What homeowners, did your neighbors think? <laughs> oh, it was bad. So the Homeowners Association calls me up. They said, Billy, look, this is your last warning. People can't get to their homes. Like, emergency vehicles can't get down the road. They're like, you cannot allow these people to work out anymore at your house. And, and I remember it was just like random strangers dropping their 15 and 16-year-old sons off really? of my house. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. And Julie, my wife was like, I cannot believe people just drop their kids off here. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And, um, man, it was a good time. So, um, you know, and then all of a sudden, man, God just kind of speak to me. And it was just kind of on my heart, and it, and it pressed upon me. It's just like... Man, I want you to do this, Bill. I want you to do this, Jim, and I, I want you to do this, Jim, full time. And I was telling the Lord, Yeah, right. There's no way I'm going to leave my high-paying oil and gas job. There's no way I'm going to leave my lifestyle and do this, Jim. It's like, Lord, I love you. I was like, but just like, I mean, I'm doing a good thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm I'm serving you. I'm, I'm going on mission trips. I'm giving to you. I was like, Lord, just here. Let's let's not let's not let's not <laughs> mess this up. Yeah. Let's not mess this up. I mean, things were great. Oil and gas, Haynesville Shell came. Danny, I lost everything. Oh. I lost my job. I lost everything. Was that not a sign? Oh, <laughs> uh, right after me and God had this talk. And, and I'm a hard worker. Man, I couldn't get a job anywhere. I'm calling friends. I got resources. I mean, I'm calling everybody. Nothing. I lost everything. One morning, I get up, and my daughter was, was young. She's about three years old, and... I was out of money and I remember crying. I'm like, Lord, man, I can't even take care of my own family. I was like, this is it. Like, man, when a man can't pay mortgage and take care of his wife and his daughter, I mean, you know, it's one thing if it's just me, but now I have responsibilities Sure. and going from having a lot to nothing. And I just like, man, I just remember like, Lord, I don't know what you're doing. I'm just upset. I mean, I'm upset and I'm talking to God and God just like, Bill, the gym, have you not, have you not listened to me? And I'm playing Angry Birds that morning. I get on my hands and knees and I pray. And, you know, that was probably the closest I've ever gone back to the bottle. That morning, it was just like, you know what? You know, I've been sober since then. Let me see. That's probably about four years. Four years I've been sober in the timeline. And I just remember like, man, I just I just want this to go away. And I had that quick thought. And I was like, no, I'll never go back to that. There's a Bible verse that says, as a dog returns to his vomit, a fool returns to his folly. But I remember Satan in my ear just saying, Bill, go back. And I was just like, no, I'm not. So I get on my hands and knees and I start to pray. And I said, Lord, you know, I was like, show me. If you want me to do this, Jim, I said, I need you to show me. So um, I pull up a Bible. I go and I listen to a sermon on my um, on my computer. And I was listening to a guy named Chad Grace. And he used to be, um, he still is a good friend of mine, but he used to be my pastor. So um, the Lord... Um, speaks this this verse to me, all right? And this is what the pastor, right after getting up praying, I go pull up my computer. I listen to this guy. I haven't seen him in about two years. So Chad, and I had it written down in my Bible here. This is God's promise to me. It says this, I know your works. Behold, I've set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power and you have kept my word and you have not denied my name. So I had lost everything. I had lost everything and, and just through that, I just kept on praising God. I was like, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what your plan is for my life. I was like, but I'm going to pray. I'm just going to keep on serving you. I dropped my daughter off at a daycare. 
three dropping off at daycare and Danny on the door they had put a brand new poster on it's, it's at a church it said Revelation 3 8 behold I've set before you an open door I read that Bible verse that morning and that morning I dropped my daughter off they put a brand new poster on the door and I said Lord okay I said the gym is the open door I said I'll do it had no money have no clue what I was doing still don't have a clue what I'm doing <laughs> Whatever you're doing is working. <laughs> so I go to the bank. I go to Gensland Bank and Trust here. I fill out a military loan, SBA loan. It's a Patriot Loan Express Act. Ask for like $55,000. I go to the bank. The manager walks in and says, I don't know what you're here, young man, for. He said, I don't know you. He goes, but whatever you need, this bank will give you. That's so amazing. I said, yeah, so I need $55,000, Danny. And in a week and a half, I had it. Oh, my gosh. And um, I open up the gym. And uh, man, we haven't looked back. We haven't looked back. And, and just a real quick story. The first month we had opened, um, I mean, this is it. I, I mean, I have no job. The gym is my full-time job. And I just love the Lord. I'm just rad. I'm one of those radical guys that just love them. You know, and I'm not trying to push Jesus down anybody's throat. I mean, the gym is just awesome. I have believers and non-believers come here. But the cool thing about it is I don't have to push Jesus down anybody's throat because he'll do it himself. You know what I'm saying? All I got to do is just open up the Bible and, and speak. And, and, you know, and that's what God, God is just saying, Billy, I just want to use you. I want to use you. And, and you know, he, I, I'm allowing myself, you know, to be used by the Lord a, a lot. And hopefully he'll continue to use me through my obedience. But um, I shook the guy's hand that, that had run the spot for me. And he was just, he's just uh, different. He said, Billy, why should I rent the spot to you? He goes, have you lost your mind? He goes, a Christian free gym? He goes, do you think I have a Christian free business, Bill? He said, why should I rent this to you? I said, Mr. Tom, if you don't rent it to me, I said, I'll find somebody else to rent it from. I said, I got money, $55,000. I said, I'm going to go spend it somewhere. He said, I'm going to take a chance on you, young man. He said, but you better pay me. He goes, I want a month in advance, and I want it every month on the first. I said, yes, sir. First month, Danny, I'm in business. I got a guy that's helping out. A good friend of mine, his name is David. He was not a believer. You know, he was just there to help me out. Went mm -hmm. to school with him, kind of ran on some hard times. And his parents asked me if he could just, you know, just be there with me, kind of a safe environment for him. Danny, I'm $2,000 short from paying this guy's rent. Ooh. The last day, I, I mean, I, I have to turn it in at the end of the day. And I remember sitting behind my office table in, in my chair and just crying. I was just like, Lord, you know, like you called me to do this. I was like, what have, what have I done wrong? I was like, what have I done wrong? I was like, you, like, I know you wanted me to do this, Lord. I was just like, where are you at when I need you the most? I was like, I mean, I really, really need you. I was like, I need $2,000 right now. And I was like, you know, where are you at? I was just like, furious. You know, and yeah. I'm, I'm talking to the Lord and I'm just like, I, yeah, so I'm freaking out. And I'm crying, dude. And I'm um, praying and I'm like, but Lord, I know you're good. I know you're good. I was like, I just. I don't understand what you're doing. I was like, but man, I just, I need money and I need $2,000 like <laughs> now. So the guy that was um, working with me that day, I said, look, dude, I said, David, I know you're not a believer. I was like, please grab my hand. I was like, we just got to pray. So I remember praying and I was just like, Lord, you know, $2,000, like need it now. <laughs> I was like, um, if you could do that, I was like, it'd be great. I was like, if not, I'm screwed. I was like, I'm screwed. I was like, what am I going to tell this guy? Because I remember shaking the guy's hand and just saying God is never going to leave me. I was like, God is going to take care of me. I was like, what am I going to tell this guy? Because he's going to be like, where was your God at, Billy? You know, he's going to make fun of me. And I, 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 I didn't know what I was going to do. Grab the hands, the guy's hand, and I pray. A guy, right after I say amen, comes into my office. He's got an envelope. 
and he hands me an envelope. He's like, I've been praying for you, Bill. He's like, you know, God put this on my heart to give to you. Guess how much money's in the envelope? $2,000. $2,000. Oh, my God. So, um, <laughs> All the fuel right now. <laughs> yeah, so, man, I'm, like, blown away. God, that's and, amazing. And, but here's God's angle on it. And there's a, a scripture in Isaiah 55. In Isaiah 55, it says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And, you know, the cool thing about it is the guy that I prayed with had just said, Bill, I've seen a miracle. He's like, I want to become a believer now, too. So the guy that I'm praying with, <laughs> you know, he gets saved that day. And, you know, God just put me in check. And he's like, don't you ever question me. But he's like, don't you ever doubt me. He's like, if I told you I was going to take care of you, he's like, I will. And that's it. And ever since then, I've not stopped growing. I've just, and if it's God's will, it's God's will. We've expanded like seven times since then. Um, since we've opened, we've had like almost 8,000 people come through the gym. Um, we bought this building here. It's like a million dollars. So, wow. um, you know, I mean, no, that puts we, into perspective. yeah, so, um, like we own all this and if, if God is for you, he can be against you. So I've not slowed down ever since then. I've grown and I've grown and I've grown and, you know, and God is just constantly reminding me. He's just like, Billy, this is just the beginning. He's just like, you haven't not seen anything yet. And every time that I pull up to work, I'm reminded it's just like, wow, I get to do this for the rest of my life. And, you know, I, and Danny, what I try to do is just God doesn't want me to be perfect. You know, God doesn't want me to be perfect. He'd be cruel. You know, I have a daughter. I, she's not, I don't want her to be, she can't be perfect. It's impossible. Right. But God is just like, Bill, I just want you to give me your best. I want you to give me your absolute best. And that's what I do. And and I, I look back and, and praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, I mean, I just want a fun life. I want that wild life. There was a, an <laughs> addict that came in here not too long ago and did cocaine. He's just like, Billy, he's like, I just can't give up this lifestyle, man. It's fun. It's exhilarating. It's wild. And I was like, man, I know I used to be there. I said, but there's nothing more wild than by walking by faith. I mean, Danny, I run this place in a bucket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you talk about like just wild and crazy and that's it. And man, it just mirror I, I get to see modern day miracles i get to see people that come and, and don't believe in the lord and i mean i just get to to share the gospel with everybody and we get to work out and i mean god called us to this gym not only do we have a gym but he's let us be really good at the things that we do i mean we we have some really good teams up here that win like national championships and you know he set some phenomenal people here to um just it, it's just been unbelievable like it's unbelievable. I wake up, don't know what day it is most of the time, and um, <laughs> so it, it's um, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's big, and it's it's a blast. It certainly is. And gosh, I'm like trying to fight back tears. Yeah. <laughs> but this gym, you know, my husband and I were Catholic, and we're not the best of Catholics. We try to go to mass, you know, a couple times a month, and you know, he's he's also in the state police, and he's got some crazy hours and some crazy shifts, and it was probably maybe two months ago I was just talking to him about this gym and what he enjoyed most about it and you know he just said there was nothing else in his life like the atmosphere that's provided here um, and I I wasn't coming here quite as often as he was he's here almost every day I was he is here all the time yeah he's yeah. here all the time which is great um, I'm not a big class setting fan so for a while I wasn't coming here because I wasn't doing classes and it's it is hard when 
when you're not used to this atmosphere of like, I need to do what before we work out? We got to sit down and mm-hmm. pray. Um, and it's, it's hard if you're not used to it. And I find that the more I come with him and be a part of it and under, you know, just, just sit and listen, the more enjoyable it is. And the more I take away from it and, and it draws you back. Like I, I find myself wanting to be here more and more and bringing more clients here and just, you know, spreading the word of what y'all do. And, and I, I, I hope that this discussion maybe brings more people that have had maybe, you know, the mindset of, oh, I'm not Christian or, oh, I'm, you know, not super faithful. Like I can't go there. That's, that's not the point of this gym. You know, the point is that I think you have a place for everybody and, you know, there's one way or another kind of like you'll, you'll fall into your rhythm once you get here. I think that's really cool. Absolutely. And it's Nanny. It's just different. People say, Bill, what's the key? What's the key here? How much money? I mean, like, come on, man. Like, where's, did you make a smart investment? Where'd you get all this money? How does this work? <laughs> like, man, I'm still broke. I'm still broke. I mean, God is, is you know, we, we it, it, everything's great, but it's just everything that I make, I'm, I just want to put it back into the gym. I want to continue to grow it. And, and uh, man, and it's, it's, you know, I've been to places where people have, you know, slammed the Bible on people's head and just be like, do this, do this, do this. And, and you know, it's just like, man, just pay, be bitter. They're like, I don't want that. You know, and, and I think about it the day that I got saved and the day that I came to the Lord, what if somebody would have came to me and just been like, Bill, you need to quit this, 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 because you're going to hell, which is true. I, I would have gone to hell, but I just came. I just came as I was, you know what I'm saying? And, and you don't have to clean up to know the Lord. God just wants you right now where you are. And then what happens is you just become a new creation. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I, I didn't want to do the stuff that I used to do anymore because I was just like, God, I want to make you happy. I want to please you. I want to do, I want to hear your word. And I, I want to, because I love you, I owe you. You know what I'm saying? Like you gave me everything. Like, what do I need to do? Like you show me what I need to do. I didn't know what a Christian man looked like. I mean, I was just like, no, oh, man, I'll, I guess I'll figure it out. But this is what people need, Danny. They, they need somebody to lead like Christ led. You mm-hmm. know, if you look at how Christ led, he just led with love. You know, it's hard to turn the other cheek, man. It's, it's you know, when people come in here and I just, you know, have bad attitude and they cuss and they do this and I'm just like, man, I want to ring them by the neck and put their head through a wall, but I can't do that. You know, I just bring them out and just love them. Just like, we don't act like that here. This is different. And, um, man, we just have God's favor here. But um, I was laying in bed, you know, when I had my daughter, I remember the Lord just kind of told me, I, I remember looking at my daughter and just like, man, I love her. Yeah, you know, I have one child and if you can't tell, I really love her a lot. So <laughs> she's does. precious. She's um, eight. And uh, I was laying in bed when she was younger and I was um, just looking at her and just praying. I was just like, God, just thank you. Thank you for giving me just beautiful daughter, a beautiful wife. And just, just thank you. Like, just thank you for how far you've taken me. And I was just like, look at my daughter. I said, man. Avery, there's nothing that you can ever do that will make you not my daughter. I was like, you can grow up and do horrible things. I was like, but I'm always going to love you. You're my daughter. You belong to me. I'm going to take care of you. Like, you're my daughter. And then God just spoke to me and he just said, Billy, I'll take the love that you have for your daughter. And he goes, multiply that by forever. He's like, that's how much I love you. You know, and if you really look how much we're valued, you know, we're created in God's image. He knows the very heads on our hair, they're numbered. He cares for us. He loves us. Um, Jeremiah 29 11, you know, he has plans to prosper us and give us a hope in the future. It's just, we're so committed to our own ways. You know what I'm saying? We, we, I mean, I'm glad that, that Billy's not in charge here because if he was, we'd be screwed, you know? 
And then that prosperity and that success is just, man, it's just Joshua 1 8 that says if you get into this word, if you read this word, if you meditate on this word every day and every night, then you will prosper and succeed in everything that you do. And people come into my office are just like, yo, my life's falling apart. My finances suck. My marriage sucks. Job sucks. And it's just like, here, read the Bible. You know, it's just like God says that you will prosper and succeed if you get into his word. And I hear this all the time. It's just, I can't understand the Bible, Billy. I don't, man, I don't know where to start. And, and you know, God says you have not because you asked not. And I remember, I didn't know what I was doing when I opened the Bible. I didn't even know. I was just like, I didn't know the first book. Of the Bible. It's just, I was kind of clueless, you know? And I was like, God, help me understand it. You know, like, help me to be hungry for your word. Help me to want to to learn it and to, to, to live by it. And there's a scripture that says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And I just got on my hands and knees. I was like, Lord, just help me understand it. And, and he did. And he, and he certainly has. So, um, you know, I'm just here doing God's work and I want to make sure that I'm leading from the front because it would be hard for me to get up and do these devotions, multiple devotions a day, mm-hmm. you know, if I was out a drunkard every night or if I was out at the casino. You'd be able to. You couldn't. Well, no, it, you'd be a hypocrite. And that's what well, people be like, too. yeah, you're just a hypocrite. But physically, I don't think you could. <laughs> yeah, physically, I couldn't either. But I want to make sure that, you know, that I'm setting the right example, you know, the, the right example. And, and Paul said this, he said, imitate me as I, I imitate Christ. And, um, you know, and that's kind of what I'm saying. I'm Look, you, you can imitate me for a while, but you have to know, I'm going to eventually let you down. I'm going to yell at a kid. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do You're something. Human. I'm human yeah. just like everybody else. But, you know, like, watch me and let me show you how to do it for a little bit. Then you do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really not a lot of people that are willing to step up to the plate and just be like, hey, you know, here I am. Let's do it. Let, let's live for the Lord. Let's uh, live radically for the Lord. And um, again, you know, I tell people all the time, I mean, I just yelled at my wife like two days ago and somebody was in my office, they're like, whoa. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it was just one of them days, but it, it's just, I'm better than that though. I remember just apologizing to my wife. Like I didn't cuss at her. I didn't throw like something at her or anything. I just was just like, Julie, you know, I just kind of got stern and, and I just was just like, I'm better than that. And somebody was like, wow, Bill, you got to treat your wife a little bit better than that. And I'm like, oh man, you know, that's a kick in the stomach, you know? But it Sometimes just, those gut feelings yeah. that, that reminds you of why you don't do exactly, that all the time. Exactly, exactly. You know? So I was just like, you know what, you're right. I was like, and I got really convicted and I told you, I was just like, look, I'm sorry and I love you. No, I shouldn't have, you know, raised my voice at you or something like that because I'm better than that. That's not the way she deserves to be treated. And that's not what a Christian, that's not how a Christian man treats his wife, you know. <laughs> now, I hope and pray that I never do it again, but we'll see what happens. Right, yeah. again, we're human. Yeah. So yeah. How, how has your wife played a role in, you know, starting this nonprofit gym and, and growing it? Because I'm sure, you know, y'all are side by side. You know, she's quite oh, absolutely. Every day. How is How has that been a process with you guys together? Well, when we started, I, I told Julie, I said, Julie, I said, this is what God's called me to do. I said, do you want to do it? I said, I will not do it. I said, if you, I do not have your support. She said, Billy, I agree. She's like, let's do it. Let's do it. I met with pastors during this time, all friends. Everybody said, no. Really? I'm very close to my sister. My sister was like, Billy, no. Like, we've seen you get hurt so much in the military. Like, you're doing so good. Like, don't, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. I know you're broke, Billy, but you'll be fine. Like, don't mess it up. Because they were so concerned I'd go back to that dark place that I was in the military. Mm-hmm. But Julie's just like, let's do it. And I remember sitting her down. I said, Julie, we're going to lose all of our cars. We're going to lose our house. Like, we're going to lose everything. I was like, but. I was like, do you want to do it? So we were prepared to lose everything. She's like, let's do it. And I knew that it's what God wanted me to do because he got my house in order. And Julie stood beside me. Like, she's my ride or die. 
you know, I, I need, before we do something, and we've gone on to do other things that, that help and some other stuff, you know, that helps support the gym. But, you know, I tell people all the time, I need the Lord's approval, then I need my wife's. That's it. That's it. Julie never says anything about me coming up here at 7 a.m. and then me getting home at 8 or 9 p.m. at night. You know, when I'm packing up my bags and I'm getting ready to, to head out and Julie's made dinner and somebody walks in my office with tears in their eyes, I'm going to be like, hey, come hit me up tomorrow. I mean, that happens probably a couple of times of the week. She never says anything. She never says anything. Now, we do take vacations and I have Sunday. I'll just turn my phone off on Sunday. So, um, that is you so know, smart. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't want, you know, and it, it, that's one of the downsides to the job is mm -hmm. I, I work harder and I work more hours than I've ever done before. And Julie's fully committed up here. I mean, she just quit her job like six months ago and really? we started a little smoothie store down there and so she runs she, that. Uh -huh. Okay. So, um, but I don't want to grow up and have my daughter grow up and be like, you know, my father was a great man, but I never knew him. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, everybody talks about the balance. I don't know what it is. I don't think any of us have figured that <laughs> no. out yet. That pendulum is always swinging and it's never just hanging mm -hmm. straight down. <laughs> Awesome. So talking about the smoothie shop, what, well, actually we'll go back a little bit. What exactly does Christ Fit entail as a gym? What can you do here? Like what kind of classes do you have? There's, you know, the obstacle course, which is super cool. Can you give us an overview of everything that goes on here? Sure. So we'll, um, we'll open every morning at 530 AM and, um, I'll get people to volunteer up here. And when people volunteer up here, it's, Everybody can get certified in physical fitness. Mm -hmm. Anybody can. Yes. You know, if you enjoy physical fitness, I mean, go for it. Hey, you can go to college. You can go to these classes. That's not the problem. You know what I'm saying? I just can't be here from 5.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night every night. You only have 24 hours like the rest yes, of us. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, how that works. <laughs> so I, I ask people and, and people that I know that are at church and people I've been doing this for a while. So I've really met some great people. It's just like, hey, look, I need you to step up. I need you to teach a class and do a devotion before every class. And you know what? Okay. So it helps them stay accountable. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and 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 that's how it's been going. It's just like guys and Sunday school teachers and people that that I've, I've met. And what happens a lot of times is somebody's like, it's new. You know, if you're not living a life that's according to the Bible, you ain't gonna do a devotion. I promise you that. So I've met people be like, Billy, let me get some stuff straight. You know, and my sister was a prime example. My sister is just off the hook. You know, and I asked her for years, and man, she just. Great, I got saved, she got saved, my mom got saved. So after I got saved, like a lot of my family members got saved, and my sister's just, I got mad respect for her. She's a hard worker, she's legit, she's tough. <laughs> and I'd be like, Jody, I need you to do devotion. She's like, Billy, something's going on in my life. And I was like, well, well, let's talk to her. She was like, I'm not ready. Well, she had a really bad gambling problem. You know, mm -hmm. she had hidden, it was just like a dark secret of hers. And man, and it goes into another story, she'll have to share you that testimony. But yeah. uh, now she'll do devotions up here all the time, and she was just like, I couldn't do it. She's like, I just felt like the biggest. She's like, what if somebody saw me and do me the devotion and, you know, saw me at the casinos the night before and, you know, doing this. And so, um, yeah, so we do classes and, and people lead classes. So we have a 5.30 a.m. class. We have a 7 p.m. class. Like we do a lot of triathlons. So we're in triathlon season now. Um, yeah, y'all just came back. Was it a, a hundred? Miles? Yeah, we did a thousand a mile thousand. bike ride. So a we thousand, did a, not a hundred. A hundred would be a day, a day job, right? Yes. A day trip. <laughs> but we did a thousand mile bike ride from here to Florida. And, oh my um, gosh. We did that. And you know, we have to raise funds. So we have to be a little bit, and you know, the gym's expensive and I'm not be like, oh, hey, we need money. But I'll be like, hey, look, man, if anybody wants to sponsor me, I'll ride a thousand miles. Everybody's like, that dude ain't riding a thousand miles. But <laughs> you know, I love the gym. I love what it stands for. And if riding a thousand miles is going to pay the bills, I'll do it. I'll do it once a month. And you know, we turned the thousand miles. I remember, you know, just two weeks ago, we're riding on the thousand miler and it just, it was just a mission trip is what it was. I ran up on a car wreck and a guy got thrown and, 
you know, he's screaming out and he's crying. And I mean, I'm the second one on the scene and oh my I pop out and I'm like, dude, let me pray with you. I prayed with him right there and ambulance came. I said, look, man, love you. He's screaming. I mean, he probably had internal bleeding. I don't know if he lived or not, but oh my you know, the thousand dollars was worth it. You know, if I got to pray with that guy and accepted Christ right there. So that was really cool. That's probably one of the, the um, coolest parts of the story, but we did stuff like that every day. Oh, wow. But the gym is just full blown. I mean, we have kids come here now. It's just, it's, Man, it's just full of classes, and I want to create an atmosphere here where it's safe, where parents can drop off teachers, and our, our parents can drop off their kids, and, you know, teachers can bring kids up here and be safe, and, um, you know, I'm a real stickler on, like, you know, girls dressing appropriately, and, and you know what I'm saying? I know it's gym, you know, but, like, the sports bras and stuff, I and mean, there's a girl that worked out her all the time, and she was wearing a sports bra, and me, and I just like, hey, look, you know, we got to wear a shirt, and not that I'm being a jerk, but I, I called her husband, and they got really upset with me. And I called her husband. I was like, look, I'm just protecting her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's husband and, you know, I was like, because I love you and I love her. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to tempt guys. And they were really ticked off. But, you know, a month later they came up here and they're like, you know, we love you and you're right. You know, I want this to be different. And, and it's, it, it's hard, but I can do it in a loving way. You know, mm -hmm. and it's not that, you know, the music we listen to is all Christian. Which is what so makes funny it because it is like jamming yeah, Christian yeah. rap. Like you would, if if you didn't listen to the lyrics, you would have no idea that it is Christian. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Awesome. So, so what about the obstacle course? Who came up with that idea? Like, what what's the point and purpose of that? Well, we we want to we want to draw people to the gym. So one of the things about the gym, we we're like, well, nobody has an obstacle course. So. We're not trying to, to, there's no memberships here. So people right. have gym memberships because they like to work out at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock. They like treadmills. I mean, we only have a limited supply here. So I'm like, man, where will get people here? Well, the obstacle course. So we started building the obstacle course and people are showing up just to do the obstacle course. Mm -hmm. So we built this massive obstacle course and we started doing these Spartan races and we started being really good at it. Well, the last one, we just won the whole thing. Like CrossFit Gym won the whole obstacle course in, um, in Texas. So we were really pumped up about that. So... Um, and it's like military, my military background. Mm -hmm. And now we have the SWAT teams that will come up here, Shreveport and Caddo. Really? You know, a firefighter. So it's been a great tool to draw people here because, you know, people want to use the obstacle course. So. Yeah, it's unique. It's different. Yeah, yeah. So insurance is really expensive, but other than that, oh, it's great. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can imagine that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we've got the classes. We've got the open gym. We've got the obstacle course. Y'all also run races like, like you – you put them together. Yeah. You do the logistics behind yeah. the races, right? Yeah, yeah. So we do race management. We do a little bit of everything here. Yeah, you sure so do. So we do race management, and um, we have a. Um, I, I try to create jobs here, and, mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll go to prisons, and you get people that get out of prison that can't get a job. Mm -hmm. Like, and I can usually tell, you know, if somebody's legit or not. But um, you know, I want to give people a second chance. You know, mm -hmm. if, if people came on hard times, I want to give them a check, second chance. So I'm real big in creating jobs up here and doing little side jobs and. And having companies, you know, pay the gym, you know, there's 8,000 people that have come here. I've made some really, you know, nice contacts and people that have jobs. And so we can kind of outsource some stuff there. So, um, yeah, we have race management that stays real busy and just creating jobs and, and doing little 5Ks and half marathons for, you know, for churches, for schools, all that stuff. So it, it's going really well. And is that just in the Shreveport, Bossier City area, or what's what's the range? Well, we where you go? Golly, um, we're probably going to go. Um, we do Monroe. We do Monroe every okay. year. There's a guy that has a big business, so we'll go there. So we'll really go anywhere, anywhere that that if people are willing to pay it, hey, we'll That's go true. there. We'll go there. <laughs> we'll do something in Texas. I think my buddy asked me if we can do one in New Orleans. So awesome. um, we'll do it up. We'll do it up. 
All right, that's cool. My my parents own a nonprofit organization called Kelly Kicking Cancer, and every year they do a 5K. And so maybe I need to put you guys in touch. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. We'll hook them up. Oh, that would be super cool. Awesome. So the smoothie shop. We are both sipping on smoothies right now, but um, how did that come to fruition? I know you said your wife is right. big with that. All right, so when we built this gym, there was um, some friends of ours, and they said, Bill, we want to do this mission house. Mission house. They're like, we want to do coffee shop. And I was like, man, well, I'll build it for you. So what happens a lot of times is I'm not, like, somebody gave me the race management company. I would have never got it because it's expensive to buy, like, the radio frequency identification tags oh, and yeah, stuff it's very expensive somebody right. just like here you go man here bill you can do a lot more at the company than we can so <laughs> boom so it just kind of landed in my lap i would have never bought the company but man cops just like here you go bill there you go. we just exploded <laughs> it all right so the next thing um we started we built this building and our friends were like hey bill we want you to do this this mission house this coffee store we're like all right great so julie and i built it it was really expensive. We we're like, look, you know, we're charging you like five hundred dollars a month rent. Don't worry about it, man. It'll do great things, you know, for missions. I was like, go for it. So they're like, okay. Well, about a month after we built it, and we're about to move in, the guy's like, hey, can I have lunch with you? And I was like, sure. And I had lunch with him. He had tears in his eyes. He's like, I just can't do it, man. I can't do it. Uh. He's like, are you so mad? I'm like, no, don't worry about it. I mean, we spent fifty grand. I mean, like, we built it out. I was like, don't worry about it. And then my, my wife and I started talking. We were like, why don't we just open up a little smoothie shop there? Yeah. Boom. It happened, and it's blown up. So she quit her job, and that's just to, to help take care of it. It's not associated with the gym. It's just oh, right it's by the, No, no, okay. no. It's completely separate. Um, that's a for-profit company. So um, I look at that and, and think, man, we would have never just done that. We would have never been like, hey, let's do a smoothie store. But man, just God working. You know what I'm saying? I would have been like, no, we can turn it into something, you know, do something. I would have just never built it. But, um, you know, I was wanting to do that for a friend and just look how it turned around. And um, yeah, my wife was, you know, labor and delivery. I mean, she had a really good job. And I just told her, I was just like, look, it's, Jim's getting kind of big. Like, I need you here. And she just kind of helps manage. She does all the books here. So, um, and it's good that she's here all the time. And my daughter goes to school right behind us so she can walk oh, here. So convenient. it's really, it's really it's really nice, and my wife and I sold our house a couple of years ago to kind of get where we're at. Mm -hmm. uh, just like we couldn't have debt to build a million dollar building and not have any money, you're like had to be debt free. So we're just like, okay, we'll move an apartment. So, you know, for the last three and a half years, I've been telling my wife, you know, like we have a lot, like we're going to build a house on. I'm like, we'll build a house, we'll build a house, we'll build a house. Well, we've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, and just something I tell Julie is just like next year we'll build the house. So, um, you know, we put off a lot to kind of be where we're at right now. We've had to sacrifice a lot, but you know what? The sacrifices are, are nothing compared to how blessed we, we are. So the smoothie store is going great. Uh, we're eating healthy now all the time. I don't have yes. to go to Taco Bell and, and Waterburger all the time. I just drink a smoothie instead. I am super grateful that you guys have this smoothie store because now instead of leaving here and having to stop at a gas station or, you know, at at Walmart or Kroger or Brookshire's to grab dinner on the way home, like I can just walk next door yeah. and it is so convenient. It's awesome. I set up a tab over there and just look at my tab and it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I bet. I bet. It's almost too convenient for you if you're here. Yeah, already. absolutely. I think this yeah. is my third smoothie of the day. Really? And it's not even lunchtime yet. Oh my goodness. Well, tell us what the different names of your shakes and smoothies are because they're quite unique. Right. So, um, man, what I've really learned in business is, man, if you build it on the Lord, it's not going to fail. Like if you're just faithful and you know, in, in finances and, in, in, you know, it's Old Testament and I'll give you the finances but real quick. So that's what I tell people all the time. Like, I've just been so blessed financially because everything that we make, we tithe it. Mm -hmm. You know, in Malachi, it says, you know, 
to give 10%, to, 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 to a gift to the storehouse. And what is the storehouse? The storehouses are the churches and the places that are doing great things for the kingdom of God. So I remember after I got saved, I just started tithing. My grandma was a real big tither. She's like, every time you make, you get 10%, 10%, 10%. And I was like, oh gosh, okay. So I started tithing. And you know what? Man, finances like got real good. They started getting real good. Isn't that crazy? It is just, it's nuts. So I, I've been doing that. And we've been, with everything that we've done, we've tithed and we've built it on the, the rock, you know, on the solid foundation. And, um, you know, and God says he loves the heart of a cheerful giver. And I just want to give. And I think about ways that I can make more money so we can support more missions and do more things here at the gym. So um, we opened up the, the, the fruit or the, the smoothie store. We called it Fruits of the Spirit. It's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So all of our um, smoothies are like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So we named them after the Fruits of the Spirit. And um Man, it's awesome. We write little Bible verses on them. So today we have Matthew 6, 33. It says, if you first seek the kingdom and his righteousness, everything else will be added into you. So you drink a smoothie and you glance over at the, the scripture and we'll do different scriptures every month. So my wife and I will get to pick that out and oh, that's post cool. it up. So it's, it's, it's been awesome. It's been How really do cool. you remember as many scriptures as you, you've spouted off like 20 in this past 40 minutes? Like how? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, like, um, I just, I read, I'm hungry. You know, like I just, I'm hungry. Like I want to learn more about the Lord. I want to do more for him. And when you just, um, and I just, I want to, I want to soak it up. I, I'm, Cause I'm in the word. It's just like, I really learn it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I just, man, I'm desperate for God. What I do here will not work unless God's with it. There's no way Danny, that, I mean, I'm beyond being helped by anybody in this community. Usually if I got to buy, buy behind, I got some friends be like, Hey man, I need a couple of thousand dollars. Well now if we have a bad month, Ain't nobody helping us. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if we go down, we're taking everybody down with us. But, uh, man, I'm just desperate for God. I mean, it's just like, God, you know, we need you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I need you. I mean, I'm running a, a nonprofit right now that has, like, an operating budget of almost $40,000 a month. Wow. $40,000 a month. You talk about all the employees that we have here. It's just, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, so it's just, I, I'm every morning it's just like, God. Need you. Hey, God, you remember? Um, hey, we're running a little low this month. Hey, here we are. And um, you know, it goes back to that $2,000. God has always just been faithful. And right. God has always been faithful. And I just have to trust and, and rely on him. But, you know, when you need something so much, you just, then you're always in it. And I guess I just have memorized a lot of Bible verses just because um, I just, I'm in it. I, I'm constantly, you know, reminding God, you know, and I feel like I have to remind God things. It's just like, God, will you say this and you say that? And God's like, you don't have to remind me. You need to remind yourself, Billy. And, and that's it. I, I remember like Matthew 6, 33, if you first seek the kingdom, if you first seek God, everything else will be added into you. You seek the Lord in his righteousness, everything will be added to you. And man, everything that I've built on, on Christ has done great, done great. And you know, people will come to me and these business people will be, Bill, what's the key? What's the key? Man, it's God. That's it. That's it. There's one common denominator to everything. It's mm-hmm. just, it's the Lord. And um, I mean, if the Lord's in it, and the Lord's truly built in it, if it honors the Lord, uh, there's a Bible verse. And I remember it too, because I'll tattoo it on my arm. Oh, you know, that 1 Samuel 2.30, it just says, God says, I will honor those who honor me. You know, and I, I try to honor God with the gym, um, you know, with the girls and the shirts and the music and, mm-hmm. and the way, you know, um, you know, people talk to people. I, I want to honor God here because when we honor God, he'll honor us. It's true. It's true. And so if people like, obviously I see signs up in the gym, you know, asking for donations or, you know, if you want to put set up a monthly donation, mm-hmm. they can come and talk to you. And 
then you also have I've seen on the TV screens like if people want to put up you know advertise for their business right, they can right. you know, pay for that. So is is that the main way that you receive funding for the gym? Um. So yeah, like on automatic donations, I think it's set up where we'll get like eight thousand dollars a month in donations. Oh, so that's awesome. Thirty grand. We're about thirty grand short to where we need to be. <laughs> so then um, me and I'll get you know I'm not real big. I'll ask you once and that's it. You're like hey you know donate. I'm not gonna beg. You know mm-hmm. saying it's just like God says. Uh, you know, I'll take care of that bill. You just be obedient and do what I've told you to do. I'll take care of the bills. And he, he, he certainly has. Now we have our new a resale store right over there in Chinaberry. Mm-hmm. So we open grand openings tomorrow. Oh, so cool. we're like Goodwill. So people can donate their furniture, their old stuff here. And, um, you know, we sell it. We resell it. Not only does that help the gym, but it creates a ton of jobs. Like I have two people that go and pick up stuff. And that's a huge need. So we have this really neat... Um, resale store we're trying to clean it up we're not going to call it thrift anymore so yeah, a little bit different well name. we've had it forever but i mean when we moved here i had to leave the, the store where it was mm-hmm. and my mom worked in it and now i'm pulling my family and stuff and it was doing really well but my mom just almost got robbed because we were kind of in a bad place at first i told my mom i was like shut it down now i was like i'll figure it out i'll build a new place here where we're at and eventually we're going to build a new place but I'm so happy to have it back open because we haven't had it open for two months. And it's just been like, uh, you know, that, that, that the store will do like 10 grand a month. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a separate space for it because I've, I've seen all the furniture and things out on the concrete yes, pad. Yes, and I, yeah. just, I thought for a while a lot of stuff was in, in the, where that concrete Yes, it was. The, the smoothie shop. Yeah, okay. it was. It was. So we're just trying to move it around and just, um, you know. Um, get it back. But now that we have a full-time store, praise God, it's going to be awesome. So yes. right across the street and um, it, it'll do super good. It'll do super good. Awesome. And then now that you have this for-profit piece with the, the smoothies and shakes, does all that then go right back into Yes. So what we'll non-profit? do with the uh, smoothie store, the smoothie store will pay rent here. And then also it'll tithe here. So the it'll do tithe. It'll do rent. So hopefully it'll produce you know, anywhere between you know, three and five thousand dollars a month. So you have the smoothie store um, that'll give tithe here, pay rent here. Then you have the thrift store opening mm-hmm. up. Then you have the race management, and then you know the people didn't just drop buckets. I mean, all the time, like people come in with envelopes of two thousand dollars, or you know, a company does real good. You you got to think, Danny. There's so many people that come here, and it's just like, man, people come in. I mean, you'll get I'm, I'll, somebody's supposed to give me a check tomorrow for ten thousand dollars. Oh, you know, so. Wow. Um, and that stuff just happens, you know, all the time. It's just over and over and over. They're like, Bill, hey, man, just inherited some money. And, you know, the gym's doing so good. And a lot of people know the Lord now have a relationship with the Lord because of the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and people are very, very giving. They're very generous. I've just learned, like, people just love to help out the gym. They love to help out the gym. And we love to help out this community. And, um, man, we're going to keep on growing. Like I said earlier in the interview, it's just like God's just reminded me, Bill, you haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're looking at a map right here. I have a map behind me, and I'm going to put a gym, you know, God willing, in every state. Before I die, I'm going to put it in every state. And I, I just hired a guy to run the Texas location. And we almost signed the lease for the Texas I'm saying deal. you have a Texas location, or it's in the works? It's in the works. I hired a guy, and I almost signed the lease about two months ago. Okay. And just I didn't have a comfortable feeling for it. I had a building picked out, and um, I didn't sign it. And the guy came to work at here and he just said thank the lord you didn't sign it bill he's like because i hired him i was like hey you know you'll be working at christ at gym he said i'm not ready he's like man this is way more what i thought it would be he's like i, I need to learn a lot he's like i, I want to learn a lot more so i told him i was like well look you know instead of me sending you out in a couple of months i was like won't you stay here for two years and let me you know teach you what what i can teach you so um hopefully we'll close on the land um 
because we're not going to rent anymore. I, th I think we're just going to build over there, build this exact same model here mm -hmm. and do it. So we'll, we're looking for property over there. We'll start building. If we buy it in January, then it'll be about a year to build and we'll send them over there, you know, equip them and, and get them ready. And, and hopefully from there we can move to, you know, we're looking at Colorado, maybe it's a third location or mm -hmm. Miami is a third location. Yes. So, and then start, you know, I want to do one in Detroit and, you know, one in Vegas. You just got to, and the thing is, you got to find the right person to do this. You got to find a person that just really can do it and wants to do it because mm -hmm. this will, this is a, a work, this will burn you out. Yeah. This will burn you out. I mean, it's, this is a grinding job. Like I said, I'm military, I was an infantry guy, had my own businesses before. Nothing, nothing is harder than what I do right now. Harder because it's just, you know, you deal with a lot. You know, just the other day I had seven people in line to come to my office, you know, marriage problems. Because uh, they, they can't talk to anybody. Who are they going to talk to? A lot of people don't go to church. They don't have a pastor. They don't have anybody that they, you know, will pray with them. So, I mean, it's just some days where I put my hands in my head. It's just like, what am I doing? Like, Lord, you got to give me strength today. Like, just just help me to be, you know, compassionate. Help me to be loving. Help me to, to make a difference for you. So it is. People call me and people want to do the gym. And they're like, it's a great idea. Let me do it. And they see, you know, dollar signs. They're like, man, if I put some scripture up, man, open a gym. It's going to do really well. Uh, <laughs> There's just so yeah. much more to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just that's why we're the only one here. You know, it's just if you want to do this, you got to make sure that this is what the Lord has called you to do, and you better be willing to work your butt off, work your butt off. But like I say all the time, the the the, the downsides are come nowhere close to how much peace I have when I go to bed at each night. It's just like man. I'm making a difference. You know, the Lord's using me to make a difference in people's lives. And man, what a blessing, you know? Oh, yeah. The, the blessing of a burden. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Which I'll have to send you the link to the interview I did last week with um, Kip and Jennifer Cummings. They mm -hmm. have a nonprofit and a for-profit organization called Surfari Pals, and they're all about teaching good uh, kids good moral character oh, and wow. um, manners. Mm -hmm. So, but she talked about the blessing of a burden and how something like this that you're so passionate about will wreck you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I need I'm to like, listen to that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, it's so good, but y'all y'all have the same passion for, for what you're doing and for, for helping people, and I love that. I love that. So what is coming up for you that is exciting other than the potential new gym? Like, do you have any events, any, you know, fundraisers? What What's coming up that we can maybe be a part of? Uh, well, you know, people keep asking me, they're like, when's the next thousand dollar bill? Because <laughs> everybody watches, I'm like, man, give me some time. You right, know? I need to rehab. <laughs> yeah, I need, like, let me um, let me have at least a month off, a month and a half before I'd be like, hey, Julie, I'm gone for another 10 days. See you later. Yeah. You know? So um, I think we're going to do another ride soon. I need to look at it. But every year we do like a, um, no, we'll do like a lift-a-thon. We'll do, um, we'll do the crosswalk. We'll do a 50, we'll do a 100-mile crosswalk. We do the 50-mile runs. Um, and now we'll do the, the thousand mile bike ride, you know, we'll, we'll make it an annual deal. So I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. We're going to have a big, um, community obstacle course challenge here. Um, let me see. We're going to have that in, um, June, uh, yeah, June 23rd is on my calendar. So we'll do that. Awesome. So we'll invite all the police, the cat, you know what I'm saying? Police departments and we'll give away some money and just, you know, have a lot of camaraderie there and, and I'll, we'll make it big and we'll make it real big and. Um, you know, share the gospel with everybody before, you know, the event goes off, you know, I'll, I'll have a guest speaker come in and we'll feed, every, feed everybody for free. So it'll, it'll be a good time. It'll be a really good time. That's, you got to throw in there that there's free food. And people uh, free food. That's what we do. I mean, we do Bible studies here every week and you know, the way that we get people here is just like, I'll buy food for everybody. So, um, yeah. Got my vote. Yeah. 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 People love pizza and, um, pizza and tacos. 
And now you have shakes. And now I have shakes. Hey, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, I have a few more questions for you today. But first, where can people find you, follow you, connect with you, connect with the gym, connect with people who are part of the gym? What's all that good stuff for you? Okay. So, um... Facebook is really big. We have a Facebook account, and I'll post the, the schedule there. So Facebook's real big at CrossFit Gym Facebook. Okay. Um, we have a website, CrossFitGym.org, and pretty much that's it. That's how people follow us. It's CrossFitGym.org and Facebook. But Facebook, you know, I'll post people like, "Hey, look, we're gonna ride tomorrow at this location," or "This is what the workouts are." Like, oh, I'll put the workouts there because I won't put the workouts on Facebook. Then I'll get a hundred texts today. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Right. So. <laughs> Uh, I'll pass it there. So I tell everybody, it's like just follow Facebook, and you know, our, our, we have a lot of people that'll they'll follow us on Facebook and kind of get that. And then also, I'll look at other places, you know, that don't even live here, like people that'll move away. Well, their gyms are doing our workouts, you know. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, hey, they're like, hey, can we do your workouts? I'm like, have at it, go for it. Oh, so, that's yeah. cool. You're spreading in so many ways. Yeah. Awesome. So, what is a quick story of maybe a recent? Um, person that you've impacted here that's been at the gym, some some story of empowerment that you've just noticed here recently. Oh, wow, Danny. I, I didn't read I that know, question. That's a, they, that's a yeah, loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> so making a difference, like just something. Um, okay. Um, there's a guy that works for me. I'm not going to say his name. There are people, A lot of people listen. I don't want to embarrass him. Okay. Okay. So um, we're just going to call him um, JR. Okay. Let's call him JR. All right. So he comes up here in October. And I do community service here. Okay. So community service, like, man, if kids are on drugs and just, if they get in trouble, if they fight, if adults do tax evasion, like, they'll come here. Everybody comes here to do community service. It's unbelievably hard to do community service because you're, and your husband are here because you want to be here. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. I mean, when you come to the gym ready to bang, then you're like, hey, look, let's get this workout. Yeah. When you are here because the court system made you to come here, you come here with a different type of attitude. When, when you say they're coming here to do community service, the, like their the community course. service is working out or it is like helping oh, out? Oh, no, they're the going to work out here. They're going to work out here. I'm going to make them work out with me and they're going to hate it. Okay? That's such a cool, yeah. in my mind, that's a really cool form of community yeah. service. Well, they hate it. The judges love it because, you know, a kid came to the judge. He got in trouble a second time. He was crying to the judge. He's like, please just don't send me back to Christ. Oh, judge. my God. So I'll make them run. And <laughs> businessmen that, that have a lot of money, you know, they'll be in, they'll be like, well, man, They'll close the door. They'll be like, how much do I need to pay you to write off my hours? I'm like, I would never do that because it's not honest. So I've done thousands of people for community service. I'd say, man, 1,500. I mean, here's I have a folder right here. Here's all my recent people. Like, uh, it's, it's in here somewhere. So my community service, I got government employees. I got community service people, my race management. But um, here's my community service. So these are all the people I have just this week. One, two, three, four. Five, six. So I have six community service people this week. So this guy comes in. He doesn't have community service, but he brings in this kid that's got in trouble for drugs, okay? Okay. So he brings him in, and he goes, hey, when is this guy going to be done? I was like, he'll be done when I say he's done. You know? And he's kind of like 34 years old, but, man, he's just tatted up, just like, man, just bad to the bone. He looks bad to the bone. Yeah. Okay? And I said, you want to work out with me? He goes, man, you can go F yourself. Oh. Okay. So I was like, to my face, I was like, okay. Back in the day, like, I was a fighter. I'm like, okay. And I was praying. I was like, okay, Lord. I was like, um, should I go out in the, in the parking lot and say something to him? But I just let it happen. I'm shaking. I'm so just frustrated. I'm like, man, I could just go in there and just smash this guy's head into his car. Thing. Just cocky. He's arrogant. Just a punk. And I'm praying. And I'm like, okay. Well, after I do the devotion, 
he comes back in here. He goes, uh, man, I got to go. Where's this guy coming? I say, are you sure you don't want to work out with me, man? He says, F it. All right, he's a big dude. Pulls out his workout gloves out of his jacket. It's October. Puts his workout gloves in. Man, I'm licking my chops. I'm like, man, I'm about to destroy this dude on the workout. <laughs> and I do. He works out a lot, but I mean, I just utterly just destroy him. But I'm so encouraging. I'm like, one more rep, man. One more rep, man. And man, it's just like, whatever, man. And just encourage. I loved on him. But man, in the back, I'm just like, man, I, I can't beat you up. But I'm gonna make you so sore that you can't walk tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> so in my mind, that's like my my and, and I did. Boy, he comes into my office, man, and and I close the door, and man, he just starts crying. He's just like, man, I just I'm really down on my luck right now. He just starts crying. I was like, well, look, man, I said, I know you don't believe in the Lord. I, I sit him on my couch right there. I just kneel beside him and just start praying for him. And Danny, he works up here now. I mean, he's like my. You know, I have a right-hand guy and a left-hand guy. He's like my middle, my middle man. Like, step, I mean, he just works for me, you know. And, and we were able to, like, you know, the gym got him a car. You know, we, oh, we got wow. him a car. And, you know, I'm not saying that to brag or whatever. No, but, no, but, you know, we got him a car and we got him on his feet. And he works up here now. And, you know, he just, um, he came to my office. He's like, Bill, you know, there's truth in everything that you say. You know, he's just like. You know, I want what you have. He's like, man, I just see you're so passionate about what you do. It's just sanctification. I'm just saying, Jay, or JR. Well, there's name Jay. I was just like, get into the word. I was just like, get into the word. So it's just really cool to see him. He's totally changed. Like, he never says a cuss word down. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. just, That's a you know, huge just, change for And for somebody that was just like, told me to go F myself when I first met him. But, right. You know, it's just like, man, and, and I do that all the time. You know, I get to see that. And he's just like, Bill, you know. I'm here forever. You know, he'll be here forever, probably. You know what I'm saying? He'll he'll probably always be here. But, you know, I, I've got to see, you know, how the Lord can use this place and just draws people in like that. You know, I just community service gets in trouble and the, the head gang member drives him up here, you know, <laughs> and how much the, the Lord has, is using him to make an impact, to, to bring these kids in here and just be like, you know what, Billy, what he speaks and the, the stuff that he says is, it's really true. It's really true. So we have stories like that all the time. But yeah, he works up here and just does a phenomenal job. And just, man, I, I need people that let their yes be their yes and their no be their no. I mean, mm -hmm. if I tell you to be here at 6 a.m. in the morning, I mean, the guys and the people that work up will be here at 6 a.m. You know, and um, I made a promise to the Lord. I kept it, you know, and I'm keeping it. And, and man, that's it. You know, I, I think the problem with today is just like, you know, we just, we say things, we don't mean it. You know what I'm saying? Like you say things, we don't mean it. And that's what I want. I really, I just have nothing but guys that work here, you know, the girls in the smoothie store, but I, I like to, to work with guys, you know, mm -hmm. I, I like to work with guys and, you know, being in the infantry and the military, I've always loved, you know, just to kind of, you know, help out guys. And, and I see so much potential in people, you know, people come in here and it's just like, man, I can just see right through them and I can see their heart, you know, and even though that guy just knew something was different about him, mm -hmm. I just knew something. I, I just was like, man, and nobody said anything when he first came into the gym because he's like, he, he just... Like, seriously, he was in San Quentin jail in California, and he came here. He's just, yeah. you know, people are like, oh, kind of scared of him. And now my wife yeah, loves him. Yeah, they're just like, oh. And he works up here, and, like, big business owners are like, hey, look, can I have your worker? I'm like, no, no, yeah. I got him. He's just a hard worker, and just I've enjoyed having him. But, oh, that's amazing. Oh, I, I love that. And I'm sure you could tell stories for days, yeah, probably yeah. longer. So. But he's one of my that's super recent cool. ones that, that I, I just think about. Oh, I love that. So on the flip side, then, who is somebody that empowers you on a daily basis to, to continue doing this? You know, probably my family. Mm -hmm. My family. I mean, I just... Yeah, I love it. My wife too, and um, man, just the people that come up here. I just look, and it's just like, man, what if this place wasn't here? 
you know, people say, like, Billy, thank you so much for the gym. And, and the gym doesn't I mean it does. Whatever it does for y'all, it does so much more to me, you know. And I have to remember who I once was, you know. I was the guy that put the Bible on the beer. Uh, I mean, the beer, my beer on, on the Bible. Right. I made fun of people being a Christian. It was just like, I get it. Like, I get it when people come here and be like, this is a joke. I get it. Because I used to be just like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got saved in 2006. And I've only been saved for, you know, 12 years. You know, thir 12, 13 years. been doing the gym now for what? You know eight nine years and it's just um you know it's just i can't forget of what i used to where i came from well and, and you would not be as relatable to the people you are relatable to had you not been at those low points yeah. you've been through everything that you've been through to get here so you know it wouldn't be the same had you not been in that low place to start but, right you know right and, and you know i look back in, in my life and we can talk about my military stories forever and stuff and it's just like <laughs> Man, that just kind of made me who I am. You know, when I do the 1,000-mile bike rides, when I do the 50-mile runs, the 100-mile crosswalks, I, I look back, it's just like, man, I've been to some low points before where I could have just gave up, but I can't do it. You know, God says this in, in Galatians. It says, don't grow weary in doing good, for one day you will reap a harvest. And just the other day, I had a horrible day, and seven people at my door, I was just like, man, man I just want to quit. I just want to go home, turn my phone off, and go lay in bed. <laughs> you know, go to sleep for all day. Let me just quit for today, you know, and I, but I can't do that. I mean, it just, we can't quit. We can't give up, you know, and um, that's what vacations are for. Right. <laughs> you know, I'll just, I'll take a vacation. I'll put, um, yeah, I think me and my daughter and my wife are going on a Disney cruise in October. So we're really pumped up about that. Yeah. That so. makes me so excited. I'm writing a book on healthy Disney. So I'll have to get that to We you. love Disney. When we first <laughs> um, opened up, you know, I told Julie, we're going to lose everything. Well, there's this really cool family that came up to us and just like, Billy, you know what we want to do? We had never been to Disney before paid for us for me julie and avery to do a whole disney trip wow so the first time we went to disney was probably like five years ago you see five six years ago and somebody paid for a whole trip like a legit trip gives our whole trip and then you know like god has just been so good to us that it, it you know i before i started the gym i had a jeep like i love jeeps mm -hmm. and somebody told me a jeep is like a gun you never get rid of it well start <laughs> the gym you know i sold my jeep and sold like my tri bike and stuff like that and i just like man i sure would like to have a gym jeep bag like, there's nothing like me turning off my cell phone, getting Julie and Avery in my car, and man, we just go ride around in the Jeep, you know, just hair, wind in our hair, and the, the nice summer days, we just love that. That's what we enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, you want a Jeep, Bill? Here, here, here's some money to go buy a Jeep. Like, just write me a check to go buy a Jeep. I mean, no, I'm not talking like a couple thousand dollars. I'm talking like a lot of money. Right. And yeah, I mean, Jeeps it's just, not cheap. no, but no. Like, old or new, they're not cheap. <laughs> like a, a very, very nice Jeep. It's just like, God, it's just so good to me. Oh, so good crazy. to me. It's just and stuff this. like that happens all the time. So God is good. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, what is, out of curiosity, what does your daughter think of everything? Is she still kind of too young to grasp it or? No, I mean, she, she don't, I don't think she has a clue. I mean, daddy's always been like this. Like mm -hmm. Avery's never seen me on the, the way side. I was. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and it's just like me and I grew up really poor. Mm -hmm. Me and my sister. I mean, I mean, I just grew up in a broken home and I grew up really poor, and my daughter has not seen, and you know, I, I, sometimes I fear it's just like, I don't want her to be the girl with the silver spoon in her mouth, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> who's like the pastor's kid, because that's really what I am, I'm a pastor to so many people, I don't, you know, I just, you know, I just pray over her all the time, you know, and just, it's just like, Avery, yeah, I just want her to do great things for the kingdom, and, and I, I really believe she will, and I just loved on her, loved on her, loved on her, and, and my wife's a hard worker, and she's a hard, I mean, Avery's a hard worker, and you know, Avery will do races, and just, She's she has my drive, you know. She's me made over, but um, she loves it. I mean, this is this is where she wants to be. I mean, 
Um, she's real big into dance and gymnastics. She does all that stuff here. She'll go in the room. She'll help keep kids over here. I mean, she Aww. loves it and plays on the obstacle course. I mean, and her friends love to come up here. Like, all of her friends have birthday parties up here. Oh, I bet. This is probably like y'all are the coolest Birthday party. Yeah, ever. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I just pray. You know, it's just, um, man, I'm going to love on her. And, and I'm going to show her. And I'm going to, I'm just, man, she's, uh, I tell her all the time. I was just like, Avery, look, this is you and your husband in the future. If you want it, somebody's got to take it over. And it's yours, you know. So, um, but I just pray that the Lord uses her. And I'm a firm believer, man. God can use one man. He can use a woman. He can use anybody he wants. To, to make it such a huge impact if they just man just believe in the Lord they just are obedient and just do what he says and man God will God will use them so I pray that yeah man he just says extraordinary things with my daughter and I'm gonna train her up in the way that she should go and man the world is hers for the dank and for the kingdom so yeah. go get it oh beautiful that's so oh, I just had chills throughout this whole interview so before I ask the last question that I asked everybody I just want to acknowledge you for everything that you do and just just say thank you and there's really not I think enough that I can say about I, I there's no way to recap everything that we just like all the stories we just went through and I think this is really gonna change lives just listening to your story um, again my husband has always said like Billy's the kind of guy that you meet and he is so humble but you know he's been through something and now I think we have a, a very small piece of what you've been through which is just it's going to be mind-blowing for people to listen to this interview, so I'm just really excited, and um, just want to thank you. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to do it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I pray that not... it does make a difference. Hopefully, it's somebody's life. I think it will. I think it will. So, last question. If you have 30 seconds in an elevator with someone, and they ask you, how can I be empowered to make a change in my life and take that next step on my health and fitness journey, what would you tell them? All right. How do I... Uh... 30 seconds. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, no, how to, you know, quit making excuses. You know, quit being mad at God. Because a lot of people are just mad at God. It's just like, if people die, guess what? Me and you are going to die. We're all going to die, Danny. It's like, true. quit make, being mad at God. Quit being pissed off at God and just serve Him. You know, quit it. being mad and then quit making excuses. I mean, there's people, there's a guy that came up here and worked out with no arms the other day. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, just like, like that's not excuses. empowering to everybody else in the gym. I don't know what is. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, we're just full of excuses. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got them. Danny, I could make up a thousand excuses why I shouldn't be here where I'm at today. I, I mean, I could legitimately justify me being at a bar right now getting, but I'm not going to do that. You well, know? you already know the outcome. Of yeah, that. yeah, it's empty. It's empty. It's not exciting anymore. No, absolutely. It's empty. And, um, but yeah. And that's it. That's what that's what a lot of people, you know, with their relationship with the Lord is just like, well, God is not good. And, you know, God does this and that. You know, quit being mad at God. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? You know, one day, the Bible says that we're going to be with him and no more tears are going to be shed. This is just a passing through. We're here today and we're gone tomorrow. Real quick, a book I was reading. This pastor comes and he's at this, this death. He's at the bed of a, a man dying. He knew the man. And the man told the pastor, he said, man, if I just had the strength, I would shout glory to God. And the pastor was like, amen to that. When he left, he's like, it's a shame you never did it when you had the strength. We're young and we can do great things for the kingdom of God. What are we doing? Are we just sitting around being like everybody else? Are we just really, are we being different? Are, are we are we living for the Lord? And, and um, the, the, you know, Jesus came to give us life and give it to us abundantly. And I've tasted that. And they're like, and if you're sold out for the Lord, you know, Psalm 37, 40, he'll if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you desires of your heart. I delighted in the Lord. 
Danny, I love to work out till I throw up. You know what I'm saying? I, this is right at, this is my wheelhouse. I've always been like that. You know, I love to get money. I love to work and be out in the sun. And this is what I get to do all the time. So just quit asking questions and just, just obey. Just get in the word. It will change your life 100% of the time. The, the word says if you just be still and listen, you know, ask, seek, and knock. You know, all who call on me on, and call on me in truth, you know, they'll find them. So it, it's there. I mean, Danny, I would not be doing what I'm doing if I wasn't absolutely sure without 100% of my being that God is who he says he was and who he says he is. He's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He died on a cross for me and you. He raised from the dead. He was fully man. He was fully God. And he died on a cross because he loves you and he loves me. That's it. That's it. Oh, I love that. Billy, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time today. And ladies and gentlemen, if you love this episode, please take a few minutes and um, give us a five-star rating and review. Share it with your friends and family and send it to someone that you think this is going to make a difference with today. And other than that, thank you all so much. I love you. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. so much for spending time with me today and listening to the fitness empowerment podcast if you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message this podcast is available via itunes soundcloud and anchor which shares to a multitude of other platforms so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most and if you really truly do enjoy this content then please do me another favor and go over to itunes give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible so thank you in advance for that also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength. <laughs>